0: Solar PV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and its role in it place in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser.
1: It is Chris here. Thanks for joining the Solar PV Cast. It is brought to you as always by Shift for all your solar and energy storage needs. Visit shift.ca now. I don't know. 20, 30 years ago, when people thought of solar, off grid solar, they kind of thought about, you know, that weird person down the end of the street with all those solar panels or, or maybe a draft dodger in the Gulf Islands. Solar is, has changed so much. It is now truly becoming a mainstream source uh, of independent energy production. But the off grid element still does exist. But even that looks so much different now because of technology. More people are living off-grid because they can. The tech is there. And joining the Solar PV cast today is a couple, Dale and Sarah Elford, who are doing just that. They're proving to people that you can live off-grid solar and you can live a pretty comfortable life. Thank you very much for joining the uh, podcast today, Dale, Dale and Sarah.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: So first, let's create a picture for somebody listening and watching right now. What's the system? Where are you located? Um, just give us kind of the, the
0: breakdown.
2: I have a tendency to talk too much, so I'm gonna let Dale. It <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: we um, we live in Shawanigan Lake, um, and uh we're, we still have grid access if we wanted to, um, but uh, we've had a, a, a a dream of building an off-grid house, um, we we ran into this property and uh, Sarah looked around and looked around and, and tried to figure out where the most sun was on the property. She found a location and that location was quite a distance from the road. So um, I did look into getting hydro brought in and it was ridiculous in price. Um, and we were, we were heading towards solar anyway, but we thought we'd get to find out how much it would cost to bring hydro in
2: mostly for the battery, like as a battery storage option. In other words, we'd be solar powered, but grid connected, uh, as a backup. Um, sorry, I cut them off. I'm going to do this a lot. Uh but but so the reality of it is we're probably on our property, uh how many we're one point two kilometers all the way the in, river. but we're probably midway through well, five hundred
0: five so. hundred ish meters from the
1: road. Yeah. Oh wow. And so obviously there's a cost, like you said, to, to bringing hydro in yeah, huge. And it was like twenty five
0: thousand. This is years ago as well, like two two, three years ago. Um it was twenty five thousand dollars to the first pole. Cause we and then they said you okay, had a kilometer to, to go still. Yeah, we had yeah. We, that was the first pole on our property, and they said we might have to add a, a pole on the hydro system as well. We're like, holy crap! Wow, <laughs> yeah. Now we just got to run lines, and they they said, and we we bought this property. It's fully forested. We've got some old growth on our, our property, and some, and it's a beautiful property. And hydro, um, my options were uh, if we owned. The, the line from hydro to the house, uh, and maintained it that I, I can't remember what the, the, the cut w- that was required the distance from the lines to the trees, but hydro wanted five meters on either side. And it completely defeated the purpose of right. having fully forested property. Right. You moved
1: here for the forest and if yeah. you got to knock it down. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. To bring the lines in, it was ridiculous. So anyway, uh, that was quickly not an option. And we started to delve into the the solar quite heavily at that point. And, and you Sarah obviously Sorry, <laughs> you what was that? So I'm gonna let Sarah take over. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I'm, well, I was... talk. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say you you mentioned even when you started looking at the property, you were finding what spot gets the most sun. So you knew part of this off grid life was gonna oh, yeah. be solar.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I would just clarify that, you know, for me, it was always going to be an off-grid house. This was my background. I wanted to do it. That was my aim. Dale's aim and owning or wanting this property was he wanted to protect and conserve a forest. So we both came at it with those aims. And, and I would say that the property could have... um Deterred several buyers just because of the issue of it's not. It's actually, there is no, there are no power lines. The lot is not serviced in any way, shape, or form. And it's sizable and probably the nicest part of the property is well into the property. So this, because of my background and what I wanted to do, this property didn't deter us, but it could have deterred a lot of people for exactly that reason. The issue of solar to me was never a question. The issue was whether or not we would use, you know, the, the the BC Hydro as sort of backup if if and when and as we needed it. So would you go to a typical solar but grid connected uh, option or did we want to go completely off grid? I wanted to go completely off grid. I wanted to show that it could be done. Uh, we didn't want to build, well, we thought about building a pretty small house, but then the reality of life is that we could build one house on this property. We have two kids, we have friends that visit from elsewhere. So we, we realized quickly that we needed to build a house that could support us, our family, kids, if they came grandkids, if they ever came. So really a real house. Uh, and Dale's, uh, initiatives to look into the cost of bringing power in very quickly made us realize, okay, that's not an option, but perfect. So, so right at the start, I can tell you that what we spent on our current setup is a fraction of what it would have cost us to bring power into the it's site. Less,
0: less than half. Less than half. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't really go with the option of let's try a little bit and then we'll add on in, in, in increments. We said, what do we need? What's the best solution for us at this time? Relying on Steve heavily for that or shift, I would say heavily for that. Uh, And the option's been excellent.
1: Amazing. I, I mean, I, I have so many questions, you know, I want to get into the system and, and, you know, what regular life looks like in an off-grid setup but also like were you living in shanagan lake before Uh, what did you do before and and when did this idea of going off-grid because i mean so many people in our situation i have young kids myself and and the last thing you think of is i can't go without that laundry machine every sunday and (laughs)
2: launch me every day i mean (laughs) well see this is
1: this is great like what was the thought process for the both of you were you Living downtown Victoria and thought, let's go, you know, what, what was the situation before?
2: So Dale was born and raised in Vancouver, so he's a city guy. Uh, I was born and raised in Montreal, so I was a city girl. I've lived in New York. We like we, we came, but, but mm, maybe 2015, we decided we, uh, we wanted a slower pace of life. And I've always been very fortunate to be able to work remotely um so we moved to shawning lake dale's family's got a long history here uh we wanted the combination of easy access to city and amenities if we wanted it but really you know more of a rural uh cottagey kind of lifestyle but without living in a cottage so to speak Mm -hmm. we moved here wasn't a lot for sale at the time we bought a house on the lake uh we renovated that, but always with the idea that I think we've always wanted land, would you say? I oh, think yeah. we've always wanted land. Uh, you know, growing gardens, putting like a lot of the talk about all of this off grid living and homesteading. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was
1: always there.
2: Yeah, always yeah. interested, but never so much that I wanted to forego a lot of the perks of just regular living, like doing laundry every day. you know right yeah Uh, so that that was that was the idea and then i because i worked in clean tech i felt like there was a there were many people who had the view that it it looked a certain way very much like your description of the the weird people down the street (laughs) but i knew that not to be true and i found myself uh some
0: people might argue that
2: well we're (laughs) 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 okay present company excluded we're a little weird uh but but that being said i One of my frustrations in my job was that the technology, because I've been doing this, I did that for 25 years, so I go back to that 20 years ago, uh, that the technology absolutely could be adopted on a more mainstream basis, but wasn't necessarily going in that direction at that time. And some of it was cost. But some of it was just a concern that it wasn't actually possible. It's Maybe it's interesting for those guys down the street, but it's not practical in, in real life. And so my goal was, to, and it used to frustrate me. Right. So my goal was to show that actually, no, it can be done. Um, you just have to want it badly enough and you need to, it, it's more work to sort out. Uh, but if you use somebody like shift, I mean, really, we didn't need we're not solar experts. So if you want to ask us about the nitty gritty of our system, I'll look at Dale and go, I don't know. We got 30 <laughs> panels. We got two batteries. We got an inverter. That's all I really need to know. <laughs> and they I can
1: work. do laundry every day.
2: <laughs> and I can do laundry every day and my lights are on. It's no problem. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. But we did uh, have to when we were designing the house, of course, when you're going off grid, you have to think of power consumption. And uh, you guys gave us a spreadsheet to fill out. And we quickly realized that we were up against some challenges. Uh, I, I'm assuming you're, you're going to want to get into that. Um, For sure. So I'm, I'm, yeah, a, I'm mean, a, I to get I into it. <laughs> I always
1: say these things. I always say, oh, this will be about 15 minutes. But then, you know, I just get into it. And it's exciting yeah. to hear somebody's story of why they've done this. And, and so... Uh so thank you for sharing that and you're there now and and you've got two kids you said so you're you're operating a standard house and mm-hmm. you're on solar so quickly you mentioned 30 panels uh yeah. two lithium uh, batteries i believe yeah um uh what, inverter Obviously yeah one.
2: inverter but i again i don't even i couldn't tell you the capacities of the inverter the batteries themselves are 18.6 kilowatt hour is it eight no, I, I, I think
1: can't. 18.5 i had a quick oh. look at the system oh, yeah there you, Thank you. So you can tell
2: everybody what our system is <laughs> this is the level of thought that we put we 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 really relied on you guys for that and all i would say to everybody is that's okay you can do it you don't need to be able to understand how this all works it just works
1: totally well that's the beautiful thing right that's what you need at the end of the day it just works um and so the system's up and running now uh dale i saw actually on social media that you were talking about the fact that it was last week so that would have been middle of october was the first time the generator kicked on for you guys from march until then March march 6th until halfway through october it was silent. There was no generator. It was all solar. Yeah. yeah, Incredible. And is that waking up, turning the lights on? Just is that living every day or, or, or where have you cut back in life? And well, the kids, like my kids, my goodness, yeah. they leave the TV on, they leave the lights on all the time.
0: I follow around Sarah all over the place, turning <laughs> lights off. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: it's not necessary
0: that (laughs) it isn't necessary i'm overkill i I admit that i'm i i'm the the light police i but the
2: lights are nothing so here's we didn't know a lot when we started but now that we operate on this system and i track it i watch what's happening at all times not all times uh it's just a fascination to me um We've been very pleasantly surprised and also enlightened, I would say, about what actually are major consumers of power. And so you, you're just you can watch it. And for example, so lights are just not a big deal. But if you want to heat anything like water. Uh, so, for example, in, in the wintertime, we rely on a different system for domestic hot water. In the summertime, we have an electric, very inefficient electric hot water system because we produce more power in the summer than we can possibly use. Our batteries could be at 20 and they will shoot to 100 within two hours. It's unbelievable. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's remarkable. So we're trying to find ways to go, my God, this is free. We should really find a way to be optimal about this. So we, but for example, heating domestic hot water, not a, not a, It's an energy pig, Uh, and I never knew that before. So actually, that that was sort of a revelation. Of holy smokes, man! I'm telling all my friends you should really turn off your domestic hot water tank when you're not using it, or if you go away for two weeks, because it's it's a pretty material consumer. Whereas lights are not a lot. In fact, watching TV is very very little. You just have some a baseline that you're going to use generally. And then there are things that will cause it to spike. And I would say, you know, even an air fryer is greater than keeping your lights on probably for three or four hours. Right. Um, so you so you think about those things. You think about, okay, I'm going to cook with a propane range. So we have gas, a gas uh,
1: a stove. And do you gas- use propane for hot water then?
2: No, we don't actually. So this, one of the issues that we found living the way we wanted to live, which was really no difference in how we would always live. The big puzzle to solve as we discovered was heat Uh, because it's a 3000 square foot house and the way it's configured and it's configured south facing, it's got a fairly, it's all one floor uh it's got a large roof span to be able to hold all the panels on the roof of the house as opposed to a secondary structure um
0: it's, we, a, it's a slab on grade Slab
2: on grade and we have we wanted hydronic heat so we have in-floor radiant heat uh and so we were debating how do we do this and originally i thought oh we'll do a geothermal system i wanted to go full bore into everything possible on the sustainability or technology front and and the reality of it was is that was not a the, you couldn't really pair the two together, uh, or, and you may be able to, but it would make certain elements of it highly complex and probably very expensive.
0: And you'd need a backup system as well uh, of some right. sort, so you'd probably okay. end up having to put a, a propane um, heater or, or system in as well as a backup to the geothermal. Okay. Um, so we started looking at other
2: options. Okay. So we started looking at other options, and I think it was even Steve who said, we thought, well, we'll put a heat pump in. And so Steve, okay, well, we need to figure this out in terms of overall loads and so on. And then we thought, okay, this system's going to get, it has the potential to be very, uh the solar system would potentially be very large. Um And we wanted everything kind of optimized and a wood stove on its own in a 3000 square foot house wasn't an option. We were looking into masonry stoves, we were looking into everything. And as it turns out, uh, we ended up because we live in a forest. We have more wood than we know what to do with. We don't, there's just, no need to take down a live tree. We fall. have dead trees everywhere uh, that are down and we have to manage those. So we found a very, very efficient European wood fired boiler. So oh. you both even may have a propane fired boiler, they may have a, uh, an oil fired boiler, uh, but we have a, a wood fired boiler that is amazing. You basically Light it up like a regular fire inside the chamber. It looks it looks like a boiler, uh, and and that was the magic of being able to develop a system that performs the way ours does. Because we needed to get the heat out of the equation. So we have a wood fired boiler that fires the hydronic heat, fires our domestic hot water, and then in the summertime we don't need any of that, uh, and we use just the electric a hot water tank for a domestic hot oh, okay.
1: water. okay.
2: That, that was
0: that was It was a game was, changer.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we oh. we've thought of uh adding we thought of of adding solar thermal cuz uh the system that we decided on um would have required us initially would have required us to burn wood through the the summer as well to heat the domestic hot water. As soon as we realized we had ample solar we decided to put in a cheap um hot water tank electric hot water tank right and we just have that on in the summertime or we still manage it we uh it's this is one of the big changes like uh, at our other house you just leave everything running and like sarah said the the uh, uh electric uh, hot water tanks suck a lot of power uh, so we go in we'll we'll turn it on and it'll get up to heat, and they hold their heat really well. We'll turn it off so it's not sucking any more of the battery. And if it goes down in temperature, we'll turn it on and then turn it right. off. It's just a part of managing life. It's not a big deal yeah. at all. We think about it.
1: Well, that's interesting too is that, you know, you wanted – the goal was to live normal, if you will, and you've achieved that. But almost on your own, you're – You know, you're not having. You weren't forced into changing your life, but on your own accord, because of the information and the education, and you know how the house is running. You're like, I'm going to do this just on my own. We don't have to, but follow the follow Sarah with the lights. You don't have to, but
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like them to stop.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, let's. There you go. You've heard that, Dale.
2: But but I think what it does is you become much more aware of what the impacts of little things are. So at no time do we say, like our son didn't want to live here, period. He's like, absolutely not. Because his view was, this is going to, ch- you're going to make me change the way I live. We don't.
1: How can I game?
2: <laughs> it doesn't change anything. He does any, and now he's like, no, this is actually really good because it hasn't changed the way he wants to live. Uh, it hasn't right. changed. The way- but some things we do just because you can. And uh, so we do it.
1: Well, and that's honestly what the, the transition to renewable energy, solar is all about. It's all about education. Yes. Because we, anytime you know, somebody reaches uh, out to shift for a, a solar array, they say, what's your consumption? And so they say, okay, well, these panels will cover 80% of your current consumption.
0: Yeah.
1: The amount of people that once they get the panels on, start using less energy, and then totally. all of a sudden you're 100% covered. Yeah, and so everyone seems to want to cover cover what they want to live their best life. Yeah. Once you understand energy and how there's only so much and this, that, and the other, it becomes a desire to to use less energy, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yes. and it, as an example, so uh, our son has a habit; he likes to shower before he goes to bed. Okay. Um and so let's say it's a summer day, although we didn't have any. I think we might have had a period between that March 6th and whatever where, you know, you'd have a few rainy days and it could be getting a little bit tight. Or you don't want to put on the domestic hot water because it is a bit of an energy energy pig if we're using the electrical system, which we use when we don't want to burn wood. Um, and I'll, I'll just go to him in the afternoon and say, hey, buddy, I, like, if you don't mind... Could you shower before you go to work tomorrow instead of tonight? That way I can just get up in the morning, flick the switch, on it goes, and he's ready to go. So you could just make educated decisions. And he goes, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, it's just not a big deal.
0: It's not an inconvenience at all. No, it's, just right.
2: a, it's just an awareness.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, it, and I love that
1: I've talked with Steve. For those listening and watching, we've mentioned Steve a few times. He's the senior project engineer uh, at Shift, and he helped Dale and Sarah here. Uh, With their project, Uh, Steve and I have talked about how, you know, um, living off grid sometimes makes you want to be more active in the day. It's kind of like built into us as humans. The sun comes up, you get to work, you shower, you get out in the yard, you use energy. And then when the sun goes down, you rest, you take it easy. You don't use energy. Do you find that you're kind of living with the sun more?
2: 100%. Oh, yeah. 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 And in fact, I would say that, you know, Dale's going to chime in here. I know. But uh, we so we bought a 41-acre property. Uh, It's forested. We're in our 50s, call it mid-50s on average. And uh, it's easy to get a little, you know, uh, have a more sedentary life as time goes on, which neither one of us want. Um, And so this is just, this is a life that is reminiscent for us. And part of it is just the the property and the size and what we do here. But we do it because we love it. It, We're very active. Uh, We're active with wood. There's always something happening.
0: My life is wood.
2: (laughs) His life is wood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cutting cutting it up. Right. Splitting it, stacking it.
2: But there's no gym membership. No like you don't need to do any of those things yeah. because it's all just your day to day, and you do feel it's you just a, it's a healthier
0: flex my <laughs> bicep, but you can't see it. It's off screen. <laughs> Besides that thing. Yeah, well, no,
2: it's a healthier way I, for us, healthier and happier way to live. Really,
1: right? And and that's not a benefit that you saw. No, no. when you were planning this out, and and so it's. Such a wonderful realization. And I would imagine, Dale, your steps are through the roof following Sarah around the house all the time <laughs> with those lights. I mean, it's great. That's not uh, going to change. That's not going to change. I like it. Quickly, I just want to talk about the house. So, you obviously, you know, planning again, there's a lot of planning with the house. You did insulation, you did windows, you, you put thought into
0: kind of everything. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes. So, actually, in- hang on one,
0: one, let me let sorry, me say something sorry. before you got going. <laughs> I'll do a little intro. Okay, Sarah has been planning this. She had a Pinterest account. She's been building this house in her mind for for quite a while. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. <laughs> I uh, like
2: it. Uh, I I because it's not like the solar piece is absolutely integral. But again, you gotta you you know you you build a house and if you just do solar, but you don't think about Insulation, or you don't think about which direction the house faces, or you don't think about a lot of things. So, and, and I didn't find in Canada anyway, and I could have just been looking in the wrong place. I, and I, I, cause I didn't know anyone that had done this. Uh, I found one guy in Finland that was dealing with exactly what I was trying to do. Exactly. In other words, I want a real house fully off grid. And in Finland, clearly the winters are, you know, very short days, very long nights. Um, so he would have faced the same challenges as us. Uh, and then another woman in Australia who had built a house, again, different circumstances. I bet her generator never goes off because she's on a farm and it's sunny all the time. Not
0: in a forest. Not
2: in a forest. So we were trying to balance some things that made us look a lot like the Finnish guy. And I communicated with him because he'd already built the house. Uh, And then from a design aesthetic on everything else with the insulation, the way the house faced uh, our eaves, for example, are larger than what you'd see on a typical house. And the idea there is that in the summer, the sun does not enter the house but in the winter it it does if it's there and so the concrete somewhat uh, passive solar it is passive right. solar Somewhere. in a lot of ways like our house it was very very warm this summer and obviously we're south facing and we want our panels to be under sun all day long um, But I would say, despite the heat of this summer, our house was very comfortable. And we don't have AC. We have no, AC, no. Nothing. Was, so the design of that with the insulation, conc- concrete floor was
0: cool. It was, it was beautiful. Like, it worked beautifully. Yeah, so I, out of
2: everything, I guess is the short answer.
1: Yeah, I love that. Making so, so the eaves are longer, so they're shading the house in the mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. But then, of course, when the sun's lower in the winter, the sun's coming right in.
2: Yeah, and, so, and it's you should see our our kind of primary living areas uh, dining room kitchen is all kind of one large room and in march say uh the sun is just full on heat like landing on the floor all the way through the house it's perfect and in the the summertime not nothing
1: yeah that's amazing what an educational experience for the both of you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, from... I feel
2: like we could help some people really, other than like technical details. <laughs> you're
1: the new, you're the North American Finland guy.
2: Exactly, we are. We are. <laughs> yeah, we that's
1: are. amazing. Uh, challenges. Uh, what were the big kind of hurdles that you had to face that got in the way of this dream?
0: The heating was number, heating was one. number one. That was it. Hey, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: I wouldn't say there was. Like, truly any other, that was the primary one. So, I mean, little things. Like, you, you have to think through the little things. So, again, we have a gas range, like I mentioned. Our dryer is a gas dryer. Um, okay, I
1: was going to ask about the dryer, actually. Those are the yeah, two okay. things
2: where really we okay. – Because, again, anything the with a heating suckers. element, those are going to be big power suckers. And it's not mm-hmm. so much that you can't manage that in the summer months if you wanted to. But I, I have a clothesline. I don't want to have to use the clothesline, so I want the I wanted the option to just if I need to do laundry because uh, we do a lot. We you know we work hard every day, we get dirty every day. Our son you know likes to change his clothes every day, so there's laundry that happens every single day. And I I you don't want to not be able to do that. So do we plan to try to be efficient as time goes on? Yes, but I didn't want our capability to be able to do whatever we needed to do. So. Uh, but basically those things and, and then domestic hot water and heat were the biggest hurdles to be able to be fully off grid, living a normal life.
0: And there's, uh, uh, when it, we looked at heat pumps a lot, cause that was one of our first thoughts is heat pump. Um, and one of the problems that, uh, Steve told us was that most heat pumps, uh, aren't soft start. Anything that's not soft start is very hard on the batteries um, oh, so the initial spike.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Got so it. we did find one, um, at, but it wasn't very efficient. Um, so it was it was with all Steve's calculations, it was it was touch and go. Like I'm not touch and go. We could have done it, but it like in the off off season,
2: it just would have substantially it, increased the size of what you required. Yeah, right? so. We just ended up, I think, with the right size system for everything and under our circumstances, the best heating system.
0: Yeah. So that was well, it. I
2: think that was it.
1: And, and I love, too, that, you know, we don't think, uh, you know, in this North American lifestyle, we don't think, how about we change our life in the winter and yes. change it in the summer? We just yeah. think mm-hmm. this will work for t- 10 years straight. Perfect.
2: Yes. But it's yes. like,
1: or... When it's bright and sunny, and let's do this. And in the winter, let's do this. And obviously, that
2: actually, and the Finnish guy that I met who has pretty much the exact same setup as we do, believe it or not, which is fascinating because we'd landed on wood as a heating source long before I. And then I went to him and said, okay, look, I, I have to solve this riddle. What have you done? And the system that he described to me mirrored ours exactly. And we had not yet communicated.
1: Oh, wow.
2: So I was looking to him to say, am I on the right track? And as yeah. it turned out, this guy had done so much work and I had come to exactly what he came to. So there's something right. to be said about that. But he, he he describes exactly what you're saying right now in that he, he uses, say, uh, an electric uh, wood splitter, for example, and he just does all of his wood all summer long and then doesn't touch it in the winter because he doesn't have the electricity to manage it. He has an electric cook, cooktop that he uses all summer long. But the minute he can't any longer, he will transition to uh, a gas range or whatever. So he, he right. actually really, I, I don't go that far. I don't need to of everything. I, right. I want to have a system that could work for me all the time. Uh, we, we do adjust no two ways about it, but not as dramatically as he does, but he's happy to do it. Right, uh, it's kind of fun, you know. I mean, yeah. we haven't had a bill since we've lived here. We just—I I realize we pay up front for what we use, but we could be sitting here and we get a lot of power failures where we live, and we are blissfully unaware. We have no yeah. clue. Like we could be, it could be it, raging out there, and people are out of power, and we're right. like, no idea. We're, yeah, we're good. Power went out. Oh,
1: And because you're, you know, you got this big property in a kilometer in, it's not like the neighbors can see that you're having a party during the storm.
2: Well, we know our neighbors and they would show up.
1: (laughs) They would be there. Knock, (laughs) knock, knock. Oh, wow. I love that idea that you just talked about how in the summer you have an abundant, I would almost like, look for ways to use electricity in the summer so that it doesn't go to waste. It's like, oh. um, uh, just, let's get a remote controlled car and, and plug that in and, and <laughs> yeah, take yeah. that outside.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because I mean, it's it's like, it's this gift that keeps on giving and, and it's not like you're burning anything. It's just right there for you. And you do try to think, well, what can we do to use this? Yeah. And then well, you know, if we had solar thermal, could we have a pool? Could we have hey. you know, all sorts of different things where you're, uh, you're thinking through these exact ideas?
1: Yeah, that's incredible. And, and wow, I mean, you know, to, to go from you are living a quote unquote normal life, but you're completely off grid. You haven't had a bill and your generator wasn't running since March. Does it yes. run a lot now or is it a couple hours a day?
0: Every no, it, the way it's set up is that uh, it uh, once the batteries get down to twenty, what's nine? Hit, when they hit nineteen percent, uh, the generator kicks on and charges to ninety-nine. Um, with the gray weather that we've been having, it's once every four days. Oh wow!
2: Uh, one of one of the things uh, that I thought originally, not really understanding this, is before we got down any path, I assumed that the generator would be running, period. And a lot of people assume that.
1: I may just assume that now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, no. The the generator goes off, fills the batteries, they're at 100%, and then we go several days without them at all. And then the generator will go off. Even in the midst of winter when the panels are covered in snow, if that's an issue, we don't have a generator going all the time. Uh, The batteries really do make that... Uh, a non issue. And and if I could give anybody any advice if they wanted to go down this path on a similar kind of property, the batteries are a gift. Like, get what you can afford. (laughs) Because, you know, I have, we had a choice to go with one battery and then opt two later and ultimately decided to go two out of the gate. And it was the best decision because well used. We would have noticed if we hadn't have done that uh not so much in the summer but there is a, a decent winter period here where those make all the difference in the world
0: likewise uh we we because um, at the time panels weren't that expensive really um the design called for 18 panels and uh and uh we, we upped it to 30 we just said why take yeah. a chance and have them you know come back at a more greater expense later and add on to it, let's just do it now. And it yeah. like like we talked about in the beginning, it was still less than half of bringing hydro in, right? That's right. So yeah. that's that I mean I, I, with the, the design system of eighteen panels and one battery would have been like a quarter. I don't
2: think we we, we would be happy, we would manage it, but this makes it completely seamless. And, yeah. right. and by the way, it was also an issue that 18 at the time As I understood it, and don't quote me on this, but as I understood it, it was better to do all the panels you wanted at one time because if you couldn't get exactly that... There's changes happening to the technology all the the time. Get what you'd like to have, uh, and that was not a massive expense, frankly. Like The panels are cheap. Uh, The batteries themselves, that was a more weighty decision because they're not cheap. Um, But it was the right decision for us. And again, substantially cheaper than any other solution for us. And it's been wonderful.
1: Amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any advice? I mean, you've given a ton already, but I feel like there's somebody that's going to be watching or listening to this that wants the same dream as you. And what would you say to them?
2: I'd say it's doable. And don't let anyone deter you because there's plenty of people out there that have never done it before. Uh, and they have opinions and the opinions are not based on experience because they haven't done it, but it scares them a little bit because it's not what uh, they have experienced with. And don't don't let that sway you. Just find people that have done it and you'll find that it's doable and you will not have regrets.
0: I, I read on uh, I've read a number of comments uh, on this. Sh- I read your your shift comments all the time on Facebook. Um, there's some naysayers out there that say it, don't, it doesn't work in, on Vancouver Island or in British Columbia. Wrong. It works.
2: And by the way, I have to add, because it's important and it surprised me. It was one of the things that surprised me most. On a day like today, it's gray, but the sky is not like dreary, dreary, but it's a gray, rainy day we are generating power as we speak. So that has been a very pleasant surprise mm-hmm. that I, I thought I have to have sun. No, it, it, it is, it, it's less than what it would be on a blazing hot sunny day, clearly, but we, we always are getting something.
0: And when it's raining, there's days we're like, oh, it's, we call it bright rain because <laughs> it's actually, it's raining out, the sky is bright and we're producing solar. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool.
2: So it is doable. I had those same concerns, but now that I've done it or we've done it and we live this way, it's, it's doable. It's absolutely doable.
1: You've achieved your goal.
2: We've achieved the goal. Yes. Very pleasantly that, surprised.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. Um, it's, it's When you were talking about you know, how it can be done and we have this fear. It truly is that from, you know, the first light bulb that was invented when someone started charging somebody to, to light their light bulbs. It's just been ingrained that we have to be connected via an umbilical cord to the system, whatever that utility is. We need that to live our life. And here you are sitting here saying, no, you don't. And so, you know, you're pioneers, Dale and Sarah. <laughs> The well, new pioneers, there was have, pioneers also, 30
0: years ago, but. We, we also have to, to thank Elon for being able to do this as well. Otherwise we would have had to have run a cord in from, right. from the street, 500 meters. Starlink. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: uh, yeah. You know, that's another umbilical cord that was, yeah. us and uh, you Works know great. what, I think this is going to be, we don't need that. Now we still rely on Elon for, uh, you know, allowing us to access the satellites, but that was one of my issues because I work remotely. I have to have connections. So we we have a septic system, we have a well that we drilled on our site. Uh everything that we use is more or less right here provided by this land. Uh um, do you
0: pay property taxes? Yes, uh, damn it. Okay. Ah. <laughs> we pay we pay for a lot of services. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We pay
2: for a lot of services we don't get. We them, don't get. That's a topic for another day.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, honestly, thank you for taking the time. This is Dale and Sarah Elford, uh, who are living off-grid and, and changing the perception that is living off-grid. And I think that's what I'm really enjoying about this is you are relatable. And, and um, myself, my wife, two kids living a normal life with kids and all the things and activities, I'm sure. And, and you're living a relatable life to someone who is connected to the grid and it can be done. Off grid.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah Thank you so much. We're gonna to have to do this again, you know, uh, and maybe another year later when this when it's been snowy for two weeks and we'll say <laughs> right. what's life like is the generator running every day? No, yeah. I feel like it's gonna be like, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah
2: we'll do it in we'll do it in a power failure when it's been going on for an extended period of time. We'll have the right. lights blazing and the music going. Yes. Going perfect.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Sarah Dale. Thank you so much for joining the Solar PV Cast today.
0: Thanks, Thank Chris. So the Solar PV Cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.